a gun in the face. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. Started two years of horror for an American in Venezuela. They said, you need to give us your phone and get ready because you're coming with us. I'm Becky Bruce, and I spent a year researching and piecing together Josh and Tammy Holt's story about their ordeal in a notorious prison. That's when everything started to turn bad. We had another pound on the door. Boom, boom, boom. And there was the police once again. You can binge all of the episodes of Hope in Darkness on kslpodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts. They just sent us home and they were like, yeah, it's just a cold. Because, you know, he has three other siblings, so they do get sick. Right now on KSL Plus. My instinct's telling me, do not put him to sleep tonight. I knew that if he went to bed that night, that he was not going to wake up. It's not even winter yet. And the CDC is warning the country is experiencing a resurgence of respiratory viruses. If I would have ignored those feelings that I had, I don't think he would be with us today. RSV numbers we typically don't see until December and January. The good news is that most kids do turn around pretty quickly with RSV. The problem is that many need oxygen support, and some of those need oxygen support in an intensive care setting. And the highest flu hospitalization rates going back a decade. This unusual timing probably relates to disruption in the normal epidemic patterns that these viruses typically dis- uh, display, uh, stemming from the, the, the pandemic. And unlike with COVID-19, those getting hit the hardest are children. <coughs> Wearing masks, staying apart, you know, basically just made all those viruses disappear for a couple of years. As a result, however, we built up um, a, a pretty large population of, of children that were going to be susceptible to these viral infections. And, and now we're seeing them, them come back. I'm Matt Rascone, and this week, my conversation with an Instacare doctor and a pediatrician. So this year in particular seems like there's a there's a lot more sicknesses, a lot more sick children, and it's a variety of things. What they're seeing on the front lines, what it could mean for the winter months, and the role COVID and the pandemic may have played in all of it. I think it's helpful to actually give you a little bit more than a few weeks. It, really, end of August, we started to see rhinovirus in a large numbers, much larger than we normally would see. Rhinovirus is the common cold virus. And in September, it really overwhelmed us and our hospitals, particularly primary children's hospital. Because even rhinovirus, the common Dr. cold Dr. Anthony virus, Wallen is an Instacare with, uh, doctor with Intermountain Healthcare in the Salt Lake stress. Valley. So we saw that September... As that started to diminish, RSV came on in October and into November, and it really hasn't peaked yet. So we're really in an RSV surge right now, and that's overwhelming primary children's as well as our Instacares and Kids Cares. And on in the midst of that, we have COVID. And COVID mm-hmm. has been percolating along, but in the last week or two, we've seen an uptick in COVID uh, uh, quite a bit. And then Influenza is on its tail, so it's starting to tick up as well. 
So we've heard of the triple threat. I think the triple threat is RSV, COVID, and flu. But there's many other viruses, including rhinovirus and quite a few others that are trying to, uh, uh, you know, take over our bodies as well. We're seeing a lot of croup. We're seeing a lot of um, bronchiolitis, which is often caused by RSV. Other viruses can cause bronchiolitis. Um, bronchiolitis is, is just inflammation, mucus in the lungs that makes um, younger babies, smaller babies, usually pretty sick. Um, most, uh, most children do just fine. And most uh, young adults and younger children, it's, it's, it's like a cold that gets better in, in due time. Hi, Brody. We're just starting to see influenza now. Uh, influenza A is, is uh, popping into our, our practice. And, um, and those kids are pretty sick. And we're definitely recommending um, uh, flu shots to help prevent uh, the severity of illness. Dr. Scott Mumford is a pediatrician. Utah Valley Pediatrics, how can I help you? With Utah Valley Pediatrics in Utah County. Okay, so she is booked up. Where appointments are backed up. Would that work? We're booked. We're booked, but we are making room for everyone, and I'm sure most offices are. We're, we're finding ways to make it work, and we would never, you know, turn anybody away. RSV is spreading across the country at an earlier and... Can you give us some context? I mean, it, it, how would you compare this right now, you know, as early as August and all the different things that we're dealing with to years past? So years past, we don't usually see a, a surge at the end of August, right, of viral illness. So it came on very early. And it's peaking higher than we normally see. And it, I think the reason partly is it's usually spread out. We might see para-influenza, which is a not a flu virus, but another virus at the beginning of the season. And we might see RSV in the middle of the season. We might see influenza sometime after that. With this year, we're just seeing all of these viruses trying to take hold at once. And so we're seeing quite an early peak in our viral respiratory season. You know, there's a lot of sickness right now, um, and uh, you know, if, if, if kids are sick and um, in the early stages of their of their symptoms, they they probably should stay home, avoid carpools, avoid crowds, avoid avoid daycares, things like that, to to slow the spread of these viruses. Because right now, the numbers are pretty unprecedented um, in terms of uh, the number of sicknesses that that are out there and how many patients are you know are in our office. I assume that's a small slice of the, the state, which is probably also on the uptick in respiratory viruses in general. He went downhill so fast that, I don't know, it was really scary because he was turning all sorts of different colors like over and over again. And because hospitals are so full, she says they first tried Riverton Hospital before being redirected to Utah Valley, where she says it was easy to see that a lot of kids had it. I saw kids intubated with RSV and they're healthy kids. They're not like him, NICU babies. And who are the main patients here that, that you're seeing? I mean, I, I just spoke to a pediatrician today and of course, you know, they're just saying kids, but what do you, who, what do you guys think? Yeah, we see, you know what, we're seeing all ages with this. I would say right now in the past month and a half that more the more severe, severe illness is with the children. And mm -hmm. so kind of the opposite of what we saw in January, February with COVID, right? Where we saw more of the elderly immunosuppressed older people with uh, more severe illness. Now we're seeing the kids, not so much from COVID, but from these other uh, viral illnesses that we really didn't see for about two years because of COVID. It's really a good time to tell people 
no, you can't come over and visit the baby, no matter how cute my three-month-old is, because you want to protect your child. To me, it seems like it's the younger children right now that are being affected. Um, with the croup in particular, um, the demographic there is kind of in the, in the one to two-year-old range. Croup is, a, of course, a symptom of a virus. It can be a number of viruses that can cause croup, but it's a barky cough, a raspy voice, um, difficulty breathing, getting air in and out of the lungs and that generally requires treatment. And if it happens in the middle of the night and it's severe symptoms, a child should be taken to the emergency department. If it's uh, during the day and it can wait, then you know a provider can see and generally treat that with, with either a steroid medication or other things that are needed. But it seems like um, you know, bronchiolitis will typically affect, the, in a more serious way, the very young babies, you know, the, the few months old. Um, but croup gets all ages and um, could be pretty severe. So watch out for those symptoms and call your provider if you, if you see them is what we're recommending. If the hospitals are already full, I'm, I'm kind of worried to see what will happen if he gets sick again. What uh, drew us to this story, I mean, we've, we've done a couple of stories already over the last month or so just on RSV and the uptick there. Um, but the CDC came out and was saying sort of, hey, we're seeing this resurgence across the country when it comes to just respiratory uh, illness. And COVID, they're saying, you know, it, it clearly had an impact on just the respiratory viruses in general. Do you, is there anything you could add on to that on yeah. how that m- might play a part? Yeah, Matt, we, we normally will see this kind of a, of a season with a particular virus, virus particularly uh, flu. So if we have a mild two seasons, let's say, of influenza, that next season is usually pretty rough. Well, you can imagine with COVID kind of taking over the game, right? The other viruses for two, two and a half years haven't really been able to do much. So we had two mild respiratory illness seasons with the other viruses. And so we should, we should expect a more robust viral respiratory season with all of these other viruses this year. And that's what we're seeing. It's playing out. And it probably has something to do with, you know, these viruses are not exposed to our immune system for two years. So our immune systems mm-hmm. quite aren't quite understanding what they're what are what they're seeing. And this is what we get. There's a big surge in all of these viruses. And we probably should expect it through the through the viral respiratory season. In other words, through the winter. I would say starting not this past summer, but even in the summer of 2021, we started seeing as early as June, July, cases of bronchiolitis, cases of croup, viruses that we don't normally see in the summer months or even the fall months. Um, It seems like the seasonality of these viruses has changed a little bit and the severity of these illnesses have changed a little bit in terms of the, the, the numbers of children that they impact. We've essentially, we're just really busy with a, a variety of different viruses and, and um, you know, what kind of an impact that the pandemic had on that is hard to tell, but certainly some of these viruses are coming back, it seems like, as if they were gone for a year or two when we masked up and, and now they're just sort of waiting for their opportunity to to spread. They're very contagious and um, there's an abundance of them kind of coming at the same time, not in their usual season. So let me transfer you over to the nurse and she'll let you know if you guys need to come in, okay? Is this cause for concern or how, how I guess is the medical community reacting to seeing this much 
Yeah, it's very concerning. And the reason is it's not any different than COVID. It's just, remember, COVID's just another virus, right? That our immune systems didn't understand for two, two and a half years. Well, hmm. it turns out these viruses act the same. And what happens is it overwhelms our our uh, healthcare systems, right? When we have these surges in respiratory illness, particularly if you have more than one virus going on at the same time. And right now we have three, four, five, six viruses. It overwhelms our healthcare system. In particular, you're going to find hospitals get overwhelmed. At this point, it's all about kids. And so primary children's is being overwhelmed right now. And across the country, the children's hospitals are having the same experience. And we shouldn't be surprised if that doesn't happen with our adult hospitals as well. Probably the best thing we can do is mask up, especially when we're ill, and vaccinate, right? If everybody got influenza vaccines right now, it would reduce the number of transmissions, right? Which then helps our our whole healthcare community. If they have a lot of fever, runny nose, cough, these things are spread through mucus and through saliva, sneezes and coughs is how these things are generally spread. So keep those kids home and um, away from crowds. But it started um, sort of in, in October and then has really taken off. The, the slope for our, our outbreak last year was a little bit gentler. This year, it's really a, a very steep incline, which suggests very, very rapid um, transmission throughout our communities. Yeah, anything else on, on that uh, prevention side of, of all this that people should be aware of, particularly as we head into Thanksgiving and other holidays? Yeah, when we're congregating together, uh, it you know, masking up is important. If you're ill, probably best not to be congregating with others until until the illness passes. And like I said, we really immunize so that we help our our fellow man, right? Particularly people that can't get immunized so that they don't get the virus du jour and then what happens is they end up in the hospital. So when we're congregating together, if we can do the, our our due diligence and mask, not be around each other when we're ill and uh, get it vaccinated, I think we have a chance, right? Protecting ourselves when we cough as well. Um, it's important, you know, not just to cough in an open room full of people, you know, cough into a tissue, cough into, you know, protect yourselves from, from spreading, you know, the viruses by not coughing on other people or around them in close vicinity. Had to deal with croup. We've had to deal with the flu. We've had to deal with colds and and everything in between. And that means Ricks is working from home. The Bureau of Labor Statistics says sick kiddos are leading to an all-time high of parents missing work. More than 100,000 parents across the country missed work just last month because of child care problems, which is higher than during the height of the pandemic. What is the guidance for parents about, uh, you know, how do you know when they should bring their kids to that Instacare or to the doctor's office or the ER even? With kids, particularly, it's all about respiratory symptoms. And so if your child is having high fevers, not just mild fevers, but high fevers, but also uh, if they're having difficulty breathing, nasal flaring, retractions, higher respiratory rate, they're having difficulty uh, breathing and getting air. That's the time to get them checked. That's the main problem that the kids have with these respiratory viruses is they have difficulty oxygenating at times, and then they end up in the hospital with that. That's what we need to check for when we see them. And then as far as um, what to watch for, you're watching for um, respiratory complications like breathing fast um, or breathing deep. We call those retractions. When, when a child is working really hard to breathe, we always recommend that they call their 
pediatrician or their provider and um, be seen if need be. Um, fevers lasting more than a few days in very young children oftentimes requires uh, 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 an appointment. Um, certainly um, anything that's concerning to a parent. Pale, decreased urine output, decreased drinking, any of those kinds of things, at least you know, call, call their provider to get advice. When you think about, uh, I guess, the next several weeks as we're getting past the holidays and these gatherings, I mean, are you, what's the expectation? What are we, what are we looking at here over the next several weeks and months? I would expect family members to have illness, <laughs> honestly. So if you see that, it would be best that they are, you know, that they self-isolate no matter what their respiratory illness is, right? So that we can reduce the number of transmissions and, um, and, and be cognizant of that rather than say, we've got to get together no matter what. So regardless of what we tell people to do in terms of staying home when they're sick, we do gather. We're very social and uh, especially in Utah, large families, large gatherings. And we always see a rush of these viral illnesses after the holidays, Thanksgiving and Christmas in particular. And, um, we just, uh, we just caution people to be careful um, when they're sick or when their children are sick being around those crowds. But we do know that that will come and we'll be prepared for them to, to take care of them when they, um, when they need to be seen and taken care of. But we're, we're planning on a, a, a pretty busy December, January, and February <laughs> this year. November's been quite busy so far. We expect things to just get worse uh, from here on for a few more weeks before we start to see a break in our influenza activity. And the other piece is masking. I think it would be helpful to have some masking. We've shown with some recent studies that, the, that masking does reduce transmissions. So you're saying there's there are some uh, there are some lessons we can learn from COVID, you know, when it comes to those respiratory viruses as well. COVID is just another respiratory virus. Turns out we hadn't seen it before our immune system, so it wasn't so much fun in the in this pandemic. But these other these other respiratory viruses and GI viruses are very transmissible and they cause illness, and some people end up in the hospital with them. So just got to be cognizant about our you know, our neighbors and do our best to keep from transmitting uh, these viruses as much as possible. Okay. Uh, Dr. Wallen, anything else uh, I didn't ask you think would be important just as we're trying to give people some context with all this sickness? Yeah, I think the other important thing is I don't think anyone in, in the medical community is saying don't get together and don't, you know, don't congregate. It's just do it in a smart way. That does it for us this week on KSL Plus. I'm Matt Rascone. We'll see you again next week.